And welcome to some kind of movie. We are Sean Lemmy, John Otney, Colin Westman, Matt Kirsten. Sorry, the gang's all here because we we didn't do a top ten Thursdays last week. We done blew it. We done fucked up. That's some pretty heavy language to start the show with. <laughs> I guess that just shows you how passionate we all are about uh, Star Trek Into the Darkness, the movie we're going to be talking about today on this show. Um, do you guys like it? Yeah. I, it was I, fine. And I, I didn't like it as much as the last one. Yeah. I'll start with that. And I, I, uh, I really enjoyed it. So let's start with comparisons to the last one, then, as John suggested. Uh, what did the last one do right that this one didn't? Um, I don't know. Just, uh, I felt like they did went a lot more places. Maybe they did more. I thought it was funnier. It felt more new and original while as this new Star Trek kind of called back to some very familiar territory. And I didn't want it to do that. As far as Star Trek is concerned or just movies in general? As far as Star Trek is concerned, okay. concerning characters and mm-hmm. ideas and concepts. The first one was fresh and uh, all these, all this new stuff. It was exciting. Yeah, this I, one, I wanted them to like go off even further into the universe and like go explore all sorts of new stuff. And they kept this one like pretty limited to like locations, which I can respect, but that's not really what I want to see. A lot of the movie took place in ships. Yeah. And they didn't really take advantage of it, you know. Uh, the first one had a lot of time. Well, not a lot of time, but enough time for character development. Uh, there were a few scenes where people just talked for a bit, and I feel like Into Darkness was just constantly propelling you from action sequence to action sequence without a lot of time for good character moments. Mm-hmm. There's definitely characters that I liked in the first one that felt pretty throwaway in this one. Like, eh, I don't really. Like Bones and Uhura and Sulu. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. He's just the straight man. He's not doing anything. I never understood this this franchise's take on Sulu. He's so boring. He doesn't, he doesn't do he, anything. He's, I don't know he's Asian. His that's is. his thing. That's his, that's his thing. And the first one, he had like some sort of sword fight. Ugh. Well, um, this one he got to yell at at Khan a little bit. Yeah. Well, we, didn't, we didn't see Khan react to him, which was disappointing. Uh, Sean, you didn't say spoiler alert at the beginning of this, uh, did you? I don't, like, everyone knew suit? it was Khan going in. I don't know why we need to, No like, one knew that. No one knew that. I knew that. You didn't know that. <laughs> I mean, it was never announced. You didn't know that. It said it on IMDb. It was like... Cover. After it, after it premiered, oh. and after oh. that, it's international premiere. See, the thing is, this whole it started a long time ago. It was like, who is this John Harrison character? Everyone always thought it 
it was probably a cover for something, but no one, no I guess, one was so And I guess I didn't know, but it was like pretty obvious. Like I was following that shit. Uh, I mean, I don't know because Khan felt like a lot of the people early on were saying it can't be Khan because, oh, that's been done. That's too easy. And then it fucking <laughs> was Khan. Yeah. Like that was a big moment in this movie when he finally said, like I knew it was coming just like a couple minutes before he said, and then he said it and I just went, <sighs> and what's disappointing about that reveal is um, in the original Star Trek continuity, Khan was like this big figure at the time. He like, didn't he like run a continent or something? He like took over the world during the eugenics war. Yeah, he was uh, a, he like a trait. He was like a dictator. Yeah. And this movie in the 1990s, have, in the 1990s, after <laughs> the eugenics war. Uh but this movie doesn't have any of that. He's just like genetically enhanced and then they froze him. So him not going by the name Khan is like just a trick on us, the audience. It just, uh, well, the- they kind of explain it a little bit. I mean, they talked about how like that one part where they're like, you know, what are you going to do if I give you all your people? Are you going to like keep, uh, you know, your genocidal whatever you know what i mean like that was what khan was all about he was all about he's like basically hitler like just killing people that he didn't that he thought were lesser than him so they they hint at his backstory of um you know being a dictator yeah but does it make any difference to the crew of the enterprise if they call him john harrison or khan nudian singer <laughs> yeah I, I guess not but i mean does it matter to, like, Kirk in the original series that... Well, him ha- knowing his identity let them, like, look up his history and learn mm-hmm. about who he was. Yeah. Well, that's what um, they basically did with, you know... But old... it wasn't... A, I don't think it was a secret, you know? It wasn't, like, a big reveal to them. It was like, who's this guy? All right, let's find out about him. Here, they like basically knew his backstory, and then he's like, "By the way, my name isn't John Harrison; it's it's Khan." Like, oh, okay. But then they had to find out a different backstory. Did they? What was different about? It? Well, when they uh, talked to new, old Spock, that's when he like told them all about. Oh yeah, old Spock. I wish that hadn't happened. That was <laughs> stupid. Yeah, you felt like it was coming though. It felt so forced. Yeah, I mean, here, let me go back to the story I was going to tell. So the the difference between the two movies to me, because um, a couple friends came over and we watched the first one the night before, and like afterwards we spent like an hour explaining to this one guy about the the, the two timelines, and like I guess you don't really need to get that. To enjoy the movies, but I mean that is some deep shit, and that is hella confusing. You guys know what I'm talking about? Well, are you talking about how they justified creating a new timeline without destroying the old timeline? Exactly. Yeah. And so I felt like they they have to now they have to keep going back and you know talking about you know they have to go back and talk about the old timeline and how it was then and now how it is now and but except they don't because they could just encounter a new threat right the, the movie could just be hey here's an alien species we've never heard of before yeah. 
and you know they're all powerful or they're just dicks and we have to do diplomacy with them which they're never going to make that movie but don't you feel like they're don't you feel like the next one will be more what you want I think it will be, yeah, based on the way this one ended. Mm-hmm. With but the five-year mission. I feel like this mission. one should have been that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why they had to have this step in the middle. Well, I mean, the, I think they picked some interesting questions to explore uh, from the first movie in the this, in this second movie. I mean, people had problems with the fact that, that Kirk, uh, you know, kept pissing everyone off and getting promoted for it. So, I mean, I think it was an interesting choice to explore, you know, should he be captain in this movie? And also, you know, having Vulcan be destroyed probably would make the Federation, you know, more interested in building up its its weaponry. And so the Robocop plot could have just dealt with that, right? Just the Federation kind of becoming warlike and then, you know, there being a break between his ideology and and then uh, what the Federation, which is really all about, which is being a peaceful organization. Hmm. Uh, But I think it just all gets overwritten when John Harrison says, actually, I'm Khan, and we're going to spend the last third of this movie like just doing really big references to Wrath of Khan that anyone could get who has any peripheral knowledge of the franchise do do you feel like because i kind of feel like i enjoyed this more not having seen wrath of khan and i feel like everyone that's seen wrath of khan has your opinion (laughs) (laughs) well okay so like even though i know khan and like i've seen khan's origin in the original series and I've read about Rathacon, and I got all the references, but I still in, enjoyed the tributes and all that stuff, and I liked how they flipped it around, and you know. For me, it's just it's, it comes down to to the, the radiation scene, which which is flipped from how it is in Wrath of Khan. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's Kirk this time going in there and, and saving the ship and sacrificing himself. Um, and just within the movie, there's the problem of it's a meaningless sacrifice because they bring him back to life like five minutes later. Um, when, when that happened, I totally was like, because I like I knew they were probably going to bring him back, but I was like, ooh, are we going to get like some like Picard thing going on here where he, like he comes in? <laughs> oh, God, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> so for like five seconds, I was like, oh, are we getting? Like I was looking for some bald guy. I was ready. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Yeah, that's, that's what's so great about it. Tom Hardy's ready. <laughs> he can come in at any moment. <laughs> so good. So good. So good. Except Next Generation is like 100 years later. Yeah. So that's too bad. Yeah, but this is a different timeline. <laughs> different timeline. <laughs> He's born earlier. I mean, regarding that scene between Spock and Kirk, I thought that was super, super lazy to just do again what was one of the most memorable best scenes in anything Star Trek related mm-hmm. and then just do it again and flip it. Like that was the one thing that bugged me about this this movie is that there's so much to explore when you're in fucking outer space and you do something you've already done that's arguably the best, you know, Star Trek thing there's ever been. Why try and do it again? It just seems lazy. I don't get it. Yeah, and, and they use a lot of the same dialogue and they play it up as super emotional. But 
it just doesn't resonate for me because this is only the second movie with these cast. These guys are just starting to get to know each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, Wrath of Khan made it work because these were like 50-year-old dudes. They've been working together for like 20 years. They had a lot of history together. Yeah, I guess I guess it's maybe it resonated for me emotionally just because I don't really differentiate. Like I was thinking of Shatner and and uh and Nimoy when I was watching that I you know I I was thinking of the characters not really the new characters maybe I don't know No I kind of get that cuz I feel like you there is a you can kind of transmit that onto these yeah. versions of the characters cuz the actors I feel like they slip into these roles pretty well Yeah so you can kind of lose that distinction mm-hmm. which yeah I can see how that could work but I mean, I think that that also reinstates the fact that I think these versions of the characters are compelling enough, and the actors are given it their all. So I don't think there needs to be as many references to the old mm-hmm. Star Trek movies and the show. They should be able to stand on their own. Yeah. You know, hopefully, we'll get in the next one. And I, I agree with you, John, that it, it is lazy and. And, you know, now that I think about it more, yes, there is more that could have been done. But I guess I I feel like this franchise isn't, isn't going anywhere. <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of time, I, I guess, to explore these, these other stuff, this other stuff. I mean, I don't know. It took, what, four years to make this movie and be yeah. another four years for another one. That's a long time. In the grand scheme of things. I mean, we'll what, get like two or three more movies out of out of this franchise, maybe, or at least with this cast. You know. Um, before we move on to things that we liked, let me bring up one more thing that I was a little disappointed in, and that was Klingons. Now, when they're saying. Oh, there's Klingons. There's going to be Klingons. I was like, oh, well, that's it. That's the thing they've been hiding. There's Klingons in this movie. That's something new to this this new series. I'm super excited. And they go to the planet, and they're wearing the masks, and they're like, oh, well, they're keeping it mysterious. It's a big deal. It's the Klingons. And then they reveal them, and they're the Klingons, but I don't know. They don't really do anything that exciting with them, and then they're just kind of gone. They just get straight and up murdered. And I was murdered. kind of bummed. <laughs> they just get straight up murdered, and they're not really that much. There's a Klingon war. There's going to be a Klingon war. Yeah. And maybe there will be, but... Yeah, that was, like, the most of the tension in, like, the first act to me was, like, holy shit, there's going to be a Klingon war, shit's about to go down, and then none of that happened. <laughs> yeah, and they don't resolve it, that's just left dangling. Yeah. Like, a, a big platoon of Klingon soldiers got wiped out, <laughs> and everybody left. <laughs> yeah, like, when they were, like, hanging out in space, like, were they, like, right after that, were they still, because they were stuck, right? Mm-hmm. So they weren't. They were still like hanging out in orbit or whatever of the Klingon planet. Am I like? Am I right? I don't know if they were in orbit, but they said they were on like the border of Klingon space, yeah. and with both the Federation flagship and then also Federation secret warship showed up. Yeah. So I just that's, like kept that's waiting. A pretty intimidating gesture. That's yeah. pretty. That's like North Korea shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I kept waiting for like. Okay, when, like, Klingons are going to come fuck some shit up, but no, never happened. What was your comment, Sean, about uh, about the ridges and you weren't about that or something? 
Okay, so, as John pointed out, they're all they sh- they're showing up and they're wearing masks, right? Mm-hmm. And and they take them off, and it's it's kind of a reveal that they have the ridges on their head. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's a reveal to anyone who doesn't know about Star Trek because that's just kind of the classic Klingon image. Only someone like like you or me knows that. They didn't always have the rigid forehead. And like they used to look like like hella racist Asian people. Yeah. <laughs> like with Fu Manchus. <laughs> Yellow it's face. Just, it's just more of the like simplification of the kind of enemy alien species I've seen. Like the Romulans in the first movie, they're all bald for some reason. Uh, and they're all pretty villainous. So wait a minute. I still don't understand what you don't li- like about... Like, did you wish they didn't look like that? No, I'm fine with them looking like that. I just feel like giving them all masks and making them take it off like it's a big reveal is a meaningless gesture for people who aren't fans of the franchise. Kind of like John Harrison really being con. I don't know. I thought it was cool to take it off and they look like that. I don't know. I don't really think about that. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure it's a bad thing. It's just, it seems meaningless. It's not like the, I don't think of the Klingons as always wearing helmets all the time. It's a different timeline, Sean. I don't know. I saw that and wondered, like, was it cheaper to spend more money on helmets than makeup? I, I don't know. I'm not sure. That's well, how they're going to look. Okay, so there is a little behind-the-scenes thing I know because I watched the special features on the first one, Blu-ray. Uh, originally, in the 2009 Star Trek, Nero's crew gets captured by the Klingons and tortured. And J.J. Um, Abrams and, and the creative crew on that movie didn't decide if they wanted to do ridges or not for the Klingons in that movie. And so they just gave them all helmets. So they didn't have to deal with that. And so I'm guessing they probably just had those helmets from the last movies. Okay. Just lying around. In a pile. <laughs> so uh, this doesn't really have anything to do with anything, but in the first one, the bad guys are Romulans. Yes. Yeah. So do Romulans just look like Vulcans? Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Pretty much. They got, like, kind of Vulcan foreheads. Except they're really mad. They're, yeah. <laughs> they're just Vulcans, but really mad. Okay. The, I mean, the, the thing is that Vulcans and Romulans used to, they have, like, some sort of common ancestors. Oh, okay. All right. And, uh, and, you know, and in Vulcan history, they used to be, like, really rage-filled, but then they they turned that shit around and got all calm. Yeah. All about logic. Hell yeah. Hmm. Yeah. While we're on the topic of aliens and makeup, you know something that I always, always find kind of interesting in these movies? I feel like mostly this one is like when there's a, a crew scene and like they're being hit with a laser or something and then it cuts away to like some crew member you've never seen and they're a fucking weird alien with like a robot voice. That freaked me out. That always takes me way out of the movie. I was like, well, who the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> what was that thing? Like, there's one guy in here who had like, who's like total Lobot style. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He had like a computer voice. And I was, it was so weird. It just totally takes me out. Yeah. I feel like there's another alien character. I was like, what is that thing? Like the thing with the, I don't know, that was the first one. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean though. That, that guy like, like, a, you know, like I, I like turned to the guy next to me. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you could have weird alien crew members. I'd like to. I'd like to see them before we have a dramatic moment. So I will be like, "Well, what was that? That's that, that's almost more interesting than what's happening over here." Yeah. <laughs> Speak. Well, before we go on to things that we liked, things- <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll never get that. I 
hate the new Bones. I hate him. Really? I do not. Like, Bones is my favorite character from the original series. I'm all about it. But the new one, it's just like, is it just me? Or is that guy, like, trying so hard to do a Bones impression? Like, he's from New Zealand. He doesn't know. He's like, you know, like his eyebrows are constantly furled and he's like, oh, God, I hate that guy. He's terrible. That's my opinion. I kind of liked him in the first one, but this one, I liked him less. I've, maybe I've just like, I'm getting kind of tired of the shtick. Yeah. Like it was kind of I just feel like the first time, but yeah. now it's like, this is not like a real character. This is like Yosemite Sam. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like the original, it felt natural to DeForest Kelly because he was from the South. That's just like kind of who he was. Mm-hmm. But you take some guy from New Zealand who, you know, you normally plays like Judge Dredd and then give him a Southern accent and make him, you know, some doctor. And uh, it just seems like, he, I don't know. Yeah. Like he's just. So one-dimensional, I just because like kind of stick out. Yeah, because like I feel like the the first or like the original. Uh, I feel like DeForest Kelly, he's got a shtick, but it it's not who he is. You know, like he's not constantly like screaming at Kirk like all the time. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean this this series has decided to shift Uhura into the the third yeah. lead part. And that's left Bones kind of just to be comic relief. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he can't be as good as Simon Pegg because he's actually a comedian. God, Simon Pegg is brilliant. He was very good. Oh, he's so good. I loved him. And I'm, I'm, all about his little, like. I'm all about his <laughs> I'm all about well, his, got, Wait, wait, before we get to uh, things Before we get like, to things we like. Because <laughs> uh, we're talking about the cast. What the hell is Alice Eve doing in this movie? Who? What character is that from the original? You'll. She. I don't think she's in the series. Maybe okay. she is, but in Wrath of Khan, yeah, I don't think she. She is. shows up and she's like, "Check it out. We had sex like twenty years ago. Here's your son." <laughs> to who? To Kirk. Oh, baby mama. And she's working on the Genesis device, which is is the main plot machine, mm. the, the Deus Ex Machina, and that. Um, but here she is. Screaming at a couple parts and in her underwear, and that's about it. Well, I mean, her dad's Robocop, so you got some conflict there because it's like, oh, she's on the ship, and what are you gonna yeah, do? Yeah, they quickly resolve that. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> let's turn that off. <laughs> Plus, she like knows about torpedoes or whatever. <laughs> that was. I, don't I, know. Know. I, I didn't thought find she was going to be there as a love interest, but they didn't really play that up. No, like, he, he, like, it's, it's like you saw her. It's like, oh, she's in her underwear. And I'm like, that was it. I, know, I didn't and find like, her you, that. You expect, like, that's something there, there's been some of in these movies, but there hasn't been enough boning from Kirk. Like, in the first yeah. one, there's definitely some boning. Not as much this in this God, one. And he is. He was in bed with some chicks. But with, chicks yeah, because, like, tails. yeah. Like, he should be boning his way out of every, like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's in the original series. He is like, he's not, I mean, they don't show him boning. Per <laughs> they se. don't show the penetration. They don't show the penetration. Everything but. But, but he's constantly like, especially in season one, like that's all he ever does is hit on chicks. There's an alien. I better have sex with her. <laughs> and, then, and then hit it with my hands. This fight. Does Chris Pine ever do the like signature Shatner 
jump kick or the like hold two hands together and slam into something. <laughs> I feel like he definitely jumped and kicked something in the last one. <laughs> this on Carol's uh, ship, he definitely kicked somebody. That's all I think about when I think about William Shatner fighting are those two moves. Yeah, I'm really only familiar with the. <laughs> I'm just the glad he doesn't movies, do this, so I don't know his his fighting moves. His fighting strategy as well as you That's guys. He usually takes his shirt off and he's like kind of in shape, but kind of not. He's like in 50s or like 50s late shape. Yeah, 60s shape. Yeah, it was like, he's in pretty good shape for like, well, like all back then people didn't. Steak and smoke. Yeah, exactly. Back then people didn't like lift weights. They just like chopped wood and like <laughs> eat steaks. Yeah. You know what I mean? They just did like manly Be- shit that gets you like their a, children. Yeah, it gets you a pretty good shape. That's something I think about a lot, like, when I watch the original series. <laughs> like, he's buff, but he's not, like, like really buff. He's just, like, a man. Not, like, That's actors like that. that, like, lift weights for roles now. Like, he wasn't doing any of that bullshit. <laughs> All about it. So, uh, let's move on to the cast, then. Uh, we were talking about Simon Pegg, but what do you guys think about Chris Pine? I still... He's fine, but he still doesn't uh, doesn't break out for me. He's just, he's good. Yeah, I think he's good. I mean, they could do a lot worse. Uh, I liked Spock a lot more in this one. Yeah, I, I went into because I hadn't seen the first one since seeing it in IMAX in the front row, all the way to the <laughs> left <laughs> at midnight. So I didn't really remember it like at all. But I remember see part of Spock's shoulder. Yeah, exactly. So. So I went into it remembering that John didn't like Spock. So I kind of had a little bit of a bias going in. But I, 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 I like him. He's definitely a little bit different, but wa- watching it alongside the original series, it's, it's pretty similar. Like as far as, I mean, he's a little more like Sheldon Cooper-esque where he like has no idea. <laughs> definitely. Where like he has no idea what's going on. Like I feel it's, like it's the post so perfect. I couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get the like. I will never tell a lie because I am Vulcan. Is that a thing? I never heard of that before. Yeah, yeah. He, he said, "Old Spock says that." Or he something. says we will never tell a lie. Something to we that just, effect. Maybe not so watched, like George Washington. We just, we just watched Star Trek Four the this weekend. He says it in that movie. <laughs> you don't remember that? No, I just remember him being like. Not good at playing the scenes, and, and Kirk's like, "Come on, man, get in the game." <laughs> yeah, because he can't lie. Mm. It's just uh, something bad that stuck out to me in this movie that didn't stick out in everything else I'd ever seen in my life. Well, that's because you were looking for it. Maybe I really I think Zachary Quinto is great. Yeah, so uh, I think Chris Pine is pretty great too. I think he's so charming, and he's physically perfect. I mean that that helps. <laughs> I'm just but, like at this point in my original series run, I'm getting really sick of the the uh, William Shatner voice. Because like in in the first season, he didn't really do the stereotypical, you know. But as season one went on, late into season one, he started doing it. And now it's just ridiculous. It's like maybe it'll seem more dramatic. Yeah, it's like I what the hell are you doing? People don't every syllable. People don't speak like that. <laughs> you didn't speak like that six months ago. Like, what are you doing? 
But like he had, a, he had a light bulb go off in his head. Yeah. He's like, "This is acting." <laughs> <laughs> I will say, uh, as far as Chris Pine is, like he doesn't do that impression. Yeah. Like I, I, I buy him in in the role he's playing. Uh, and Zachary Quinto, who we're just play, praising, him yelling Khan has got to be the like the cringeworthy moment of the entire movie. Yeah. Like, even he could not make that work. Maybe it's because I haven't seen Wrath of Khan, but I, 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 I like I, like I was fine it's with just, it. It's such an iconic, you know, thing yeah. in the original. It's like if the, when the new Star Wars is going to be because some character who's someone's father, he goes, I am your father. Yeah. You'd be like, ugh. Seen that before, and it was way better the last time. Not that Zach Gunno didn't. I mean, he did the best he could. Well, and the scale of it is so. I mean, he just yells it, and you feel like a dude yelling it. And Wrath of Khan, it's like so up in the mix. You, it, it sounds it's like heard throughout the universe. And the, yeah, they pan out, and they're like showing the planet, and you hear him yelling. <laughs> like the whole planet can hear him yelling Khan. It's hard to compete with Shatner rage. Yeah. It's a potent thing. Oh, and he has a quite the crazy face when he yeah. is. <laughs> I feel like even when I see Wrath of Khan, I'll still enjoy this movie. Probably, because you saw it first. Yeah. Is there anyone else in the cast you want to talk about? I mean, the botch is good. I'm all about I'm all about Scotty's little man. Who is that guy? <laughs> I don't know. I'm all about that guy. But, uh, His face looks like a crustacean. <laughs> he like doesn't have to say anything. I I just think he's the funniest thing ever. Yeah, we were talking about Simon Pegg. He's great. He's funny. He can do the dramatic stuff. He just really fits into that role. And he doesn't. It doesn't feel derivative of the original Scotty. He feels like he's kind of made it his own. Yeah. Somehow. But but I still feel like it. It's. It still pays tribute. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But he's not. He's not fat enough. Well, he's not doing like a cartoony. Yeah. Sam thing. I guess Scotty was more, a little more authoritative originally. I always considered him third in command. Mm-hmm. This this I never knew Sulu's, I would be third. In, I mean, clearly Sulu's third in command now. Yeah. For some reason. This Scotty feels like sleazier to me. You yeah. Know? He's all, he, like he's drinking, or in the last yeah. one he had that. He was out in that marooned in that station. Kind of more of a outsider, a little bit. Yeah. And I kind of like that take on him. Uh, as for the rest of the, the cast, what about Jackoff? Jackoff? Yeah, Jackoff. What about Jackoff? <laughs> he's okay, I guess. I, I mean, it's, he's like definitely comedic relief, yeah. and he doesn't have a lot of scenes, so he doesn't have enough scenes to ruin the movie. He's he way better more. than original Jackoff. I hate original Jackoff. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's so like creepy. It's kind of creepy. Yeah, I, I like Anton Yeltsin. He has nothing in this movie, I don't think. I mean, he's, like, just there. He's might as well have been an extra. He slid across the floor. No, I, I thought he was funny. I like that's, him. Oh, that's right. They were falling. Didn't he catch them? Yeah. That's this big action scene. Are you guys uh, all about when they're running around the Enterprise, like, really fast? Yeah, <laughs> I, feel like it look, I feel like it looks really cool. Like when it turns sideways? Yeah, they're always whipping out sweet camera angles and shit. Yeah, like him and Johnny. Jump! And it's so different from everything else Star Trek, where they're like just waiting in the turbo lift for a while and then slowly walking out to the bridge. Mm. <laughs> they're running really, really fast. Something. 
Like, it doesn't really make sense because it's way more efficient the other way, but it's fun to watch. It looks cool. I mean, that's kind of this whole movie, right? It, yeah, you probably don't want to think about it too much, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. I mean, doing this little conversation that we're having, when you pick it apart, there are lots of problems with it. But while you're watching, I don't know, I had a pretty good time. It's pretty yeah. entertaining. It moves at a fast pace, and all the special effects are pretty eye-popping, but... uh I was all about the those aliens on the first planet. I thought they looked hell good. Yeah. <laughs> on the first planet, the red planet? Oh, the the volcano, volcano planet. I thought those things kind of sucked. I thought they were awesome. I don't like their makeup. They, it, it, it looked like crappy. It looked like it was flaking off. I know oh. that. Like It looked like they were trying to make aliens that like they put, obviously like put on the makeup. But uh-huh. I, I don't know. It looked weird to I me. I felt like it was like... like I don't know. I kind of bought that it was flaky and coming off. Like, that's their skin. Like, oh, they're gross. They're all like, I mean, they were fine, but I definitely didn't think they're, like, cool. I was hoping, like, at the end, like, I was hoping, like, at the beginning, how, like, they see the spaceship and then they're, like, they're, like, drawn in the ground. But there'd be, like, some weird, like, time, like, loop or something where, like, they'd be, like, in the future and they'd come back. It's like, oh, well, look, we actually give them the spaceship. Now they have a spaceship and they travel back to time. Wouldn't that have been awesome? No. That would have been awesome. <laughs> <I'm pretty sure. laughs> they have a spaceship, they travel back. Just at the last second, and they save the Star Trek. Yeah. They save the Star Trek. I like that <laughs> They save the Star Trek. <laughs> they save every single one of them. Uh, speaking of aliens, or not aliens, just of characters, we haven't really talked about Khan himself, the Batch. I thought he was really good. Yeah, me too. He was my favorite part of the movie. Even though you hated that he was in it? <laughs> I, I didn't hate that he was in it. I hated that his character was Khan. If, if, they'd yeah. call, if his character had a different name, if he was just John Harrison, the whole thing, I'd be like, cool. But the fact that he had to, like, you know, there's this, this legacy that he just can't live up to. Yeah, uh, like, like couldn't it have just been, like I was saying earlier, the just... Because Vulcan got destroyed by Romulan technology, the Federation is worried about war, kind of like RoboCop says. And so they started, you know, working on making super soldiers. And John Harrison is just one of those. Like, why make it a con thing? It didn't add anything. Yeah, but you have to remember it's a reboot of a franchise and they're going to use old characters. It's like saying... Like, you reboot Batman and you're not going to use Joker. Like, there's name recognition. They're going to use him. I, I guess I don't... I, the, they didn't use the name recognition in the ad campaign, so... It's not like that name recognition is putting people in seats in mm-hmm. the theaters. I guess. But I just, I, just, I just don't find it as offensive as you guys do. Uh, <laughs> oh, I do because it's fucking space. There's like a million things you can do. And there's, it's, like, it's such a huge universe. Yeah, but... Like, just, it, this is a great opportunity to introduce new things. It's not like there's any other shows going on right now. Yeah, like, and I understand that point, and it's completely valid. It's just like I'm not surprised that they're doing this. And, like, when you... If you're going to reboot a franchise, it... I mean, it is easy to to use con, you know. Like, and I'm I'm not apolog. I guess I am apologizing for it, but I I just it's. I understand your frustration, but I just don't think it's. It, it might not have added anything, but it definitely didn't take anything away for me. 
I wouldn't say I was offended like like John is, or, <laughs> or, or really say I was surprised. Just I guess just just disappointed that they they seem to have little ambition to tap into like the bigger themes that are Star Trek. Yeah, and the, and that's something I almost expected. Like J.J. Abrams is on the Daily Show and he's talking about how. This is a movie for everyone, not for just for Trekkies. So just when you see that and you hear that, it's it's obvious it's a much more straightforward action movie than the, even the first one was. Mm-hmm. And, like, you don't blame them because you're trying to make money. I don't know. I, I wonder how other Trekkie fans, you know, feel about it. I mean, it's inevitable that's what they're going to do. And, I mean, J.J. Abrams has even talked about how he was never a Star Trek fan growing up. Like, he, he wanted it to be more relatable. Or Yeah, but, I mean, not everyone who worked on Star Trek stuff was Star Trek fans. I don't think um, Nicholas Meyer knew anything about Star Trek before he directed Wrath of Khan. Uh but did he write it? Uh, I think it. he contributed a little. Yeah, I just feel like J.J. Abrams like has complete control over everything in this movie. Well, he, he didn't, didn't write he it. He didn't write oh, it. Oh, he didn't write it? He wrote the last one. Didn't write the last one. No. It's like the Lost Guys, I think. Yeah, those Lost Guys, and then this one they added Damon Lindelof, but he's also a Lost Guy. So. <laughs> he's adding another Lost Guy. But yeah, it, it, it's like a really awesome action movie with Star Trek as, you know, the dressing, not not necessarily the substance. Yeah. And I, I guess I'm fine with that. Like, I'm fine with it, but I do wish it was a little more. I mean, maybe, again, because I've only seen the original series and how limited it is, you know, special effects wise. You don't watch it for the special effects. Like, sometimes I love episodes where they don't use any because it doesn't look like a piece of shit, you know? But, like, you know, I love how it makes you use your imagination and uh, and all that stuff. And I think these movies are still true to the franchise. Uh, you know, I'm not offended by it. They're, they're, they're fun. And I think it's important to remember that Next Generation movies were so bad that it, like, <laughs> killed the whole franchise. <laughs> And J.J. Abrams has so easily and quickly turned it into something that's entertaining and accessible. And it makes Star Trek an event again. It's something that gets people excited about, which I think it has to be a good thing. Yeah. That's I feel like the, the franchise is in a good place now after this movie. I agree. Any yeah. other good things we want to talk about or should we talk about... Uh, recommendations are you guys excited for when pointy sideburns finally come into style they're not already well not the way they are in star trek you mean like pointy horizontally no i mean like they're they come to a point with with the way they are never mind (laughs) irrelevant i think i get what you're saying i feel like you see those i'm not excited Seems like a lot of work. Sideburns? I mean, to keep them pointed. Not that much more work than if you're just going to have them in general. 
It's a little more work. So. Yeah, it's a little more work, but it's the future. They got, they got time for that. So if you like this movie, I think it's time you see Wrath of Khan. Uh, but I'm going to warn you, this is a movie starring a bunch of dudes in their 50s. <laughs> it is... Not, it's, not as, it's not as sexy. They <laughs> certainly can't run around the spaceship. The action is slower and more contemplative, and uh, I'd say more clever too. I mean, Kirk Kirk beats people with his mind, not his fists. And which maybe he's hinting at because every time he beats someone up with his bare hands, it, it doesn't go according to plan and into darkness. So maybe Kirk's learning to use that old noodle of his. Uh, but I've talked about Rathcon on a few podcasts before. It's one of my favorite movies. It's very special. Also, my favorite movie of all time, Galaxy Quest. Always, always up for review. Can't wait for the reboot of that. <laughs> uh, you guys pick any like episodes that you think would be good inspirations for them to work off of for the next movie. For the next movie? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Hmm. I'm a big... Uh, oh, I can't remember the name of the episode, but, I mean, the pilot. I'm a big fan of the pilot, and then the, the two-parter that later that they made out of it. And uh, I don't know how they do that with since... The Menagerie? Yeah. With Pike? Yeah, with Pike. Oh, I'm just... Pike's I'm all, fucking dead. He's hell fucking dead. <laughs> they didn't even turn him into a derpy robot. <laughs> but I don't mean... I don't mean, like, that whole part. I just mean, like, I love those aliens that, like, project stuff. You know? Project their, your surroundings and... Yeah, like, cerebral aliens. Yeah, with the big pulsing brains. <laughs> yeah, that's sweet. And then, they, they you know, they, they give that chick that hot chick to Kirk or to Pike and he's all like fuck this bitch and then they show her at the, they show her at the end and she's all like hell gross because they yeah. just project that shit I'm all about it it's kind of like shallow hell <laughs> it's exactly like shallow hell <laughs> I want them to bring in that little alien dude that Clint Howard played <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. Let's throw that in the mix. Remember, he had like this. He's like a little kid who had an adult voice. Uh, what was the, the rest? Cor- of the Corbomite maneuver. What was the rest of the episode about? God, I feel like I'm getting. I might be getting it mixed up with another one. It's. I wonder if I've seen it. Is that like one? They're getting like some signal from some like ship, and there's like some big scary alien guy on it. Yeah, that turns out to be old Clint Howard, but I don't remember. It's, it's like a giant alien ship, and oh, that's Clint Howard! What the fuck? <laughs> that's gross. <laughs> some weird stuff that happens. Like, isn't in the end he's like, "I wasn't gonna kill you. It was just like a test or something." Yeah. yeah. God, that, that man, he is disgusting. I was talking to Sean earlier about I'm a big fan of the Gary Mitchell episode, and there was rumors early on that this was going to be, oh, he's going to be Gary Mitchell, which doesn't make any sense because his name's John Harrison. It's like, why would he have like such a bland name <laughs> and replace it with another? Well, that was great. Just a member of the Star Trek crew who got basically became a god, like had super awesome powers, even though it's stupid because Kirk basically just like 
hits him with a rock, and then like that solves the <laughs> that saves the day. That's a fantastic episode. Yeah, that so, guy's got a Clint Howard's like he's got another ship, and he's like following him around. And then they like just go on his ship, and like the nothing happens. Like the episode ends. He's like, "Oh, welcome to my ship." They should totally call the next Star Trek where no man has gone before, even if they don't use that episode. Their sweet name. It's kind of long, though. Do you think they could do a muck time in in this continuity, or would it just not work because Spock could just sleep with Lahura and call it day? Like, wouldn't even be a trip anymore. Uh, you can do anything you want. Wouldn't wouldn't the new one be called the Final Frontier? They already did one called that. It sucks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that one of the next generation ones? No, that's Star Trek Five. Oh yeah. Why does God need a spaceship? I'm pumped for Is that, that line. That's a line. <laughs> the more you talk about it, the more excited I get. I'm pumped. But what, seeing bad Star Trek movies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's... I think Star Trek V takes the cake. I think it's the worst of all the Star Trek movies. I asked my boss if that if that was a good deal to buy all the Star Trek movies on Blu-ray. for. It was like six bucks a piece. And he's like, well, technically it's like nine bucks a piece because you're paying for Star Trek V. <laughs> you're paying for garbage. Yeah. <sighs> There's stuff out there. Is, is there anything outside of the realm of Star Trek we, we want to recommend? I guess just generically any action movies probably probably get some kicks out. <laughs> Inception. Uh, Maybe other J.J. Abrams stuff. Stuff definitely has a feel to it. Does this make you more excited for Star Wars or less excited for Star Wars? Um... I mean, I, I, I'd be, my immediate reaction would be less, but then I have to remember that Michael Arndt's writing it. So it'll probably be totally different from this. So I don't know. It doesn't make me more excited. That's for sure. But I don't know that I'd say it makes me less. Like, oh, crap, it's going to suck or something. No, because I like this movie. Meh. I mean, this this does a lot that didn't work in, in the prequels it, it makes work in, in this movie uh, like he uses practical effects more and the special effects look good you know it doesn't have that uh, attack of the clones like, none of this matters this is all computer effects the characters are actually characters yeah the characters instead are of, actually characters you get instead to, of blank slates but we liked most of the cast I mean you guys had some problems with Carl Urban I was fine with him. I was fine with him. But like, if you had Carl Urban as Bones in the in the uh, the prequels, he'd be the best character so. <laughs> by far. <laughs> by far. <laughs> so just you know, think about that for a minute. I I, I like. I don't know. Carl I, Urban is Dash like Rendar. His dad. Well, Can that's how he do it. If I could get Dash Rendar on a movie Rindar. screen. My life would be complete. God, Dash Ren- God, that would be so... I'm going to write J.J. Abrams a letter like every day telling him to put Dash Render on the new movie. I bet he, 
He's already gotten thousands of letters like that from people like you. What's another one? Uh, mine will, another mine Star will, Wars character? Mine will be the tipping point. He'll be like, George R. Banks. He's long dead. Is he? I thought he kept trying to commit suicide but failed. But he died of old age. And this is like 50 years. Do people after. die of old age in Star Wars? I guess Yoda did. You saying he Yoda died of life? That's pretty good. I don't think... But it was like 800. Yeah. Well, I guess it was inevitable that we eventually start talking about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> it had to happen at some point. Yeah. Well, so that was some kind of movie. And we'll be back with Top 10 Thursdays in a little bit.